Hello everyone, I'm Laureline, Community Developer on Assassin's Creed. Welcome to Inside the Studio, a conversation with the developers of Assassin's Creed. Today, Victoria Linnell sat down with World Director Benjamin Hall to discuss big challenges encountered when building Assassin's Creed Odyssey. From scaling to level design, Benjamin Hall explained how his team brought new dynamics to the game and renewed the experience for the players. Sit down and listen. This is Inside the Studio. on Inside the Studio, and today I'm here with uh, Benjamin Hall, the World Director on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Thank you for joining us, Ben. You're welcome. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. The weather's a bit cold today, but we'll get through it. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about yourself as a World Director? Um, what, what does that entail exactly? Absolutely, yes. So as World Director on Assassin's Creed, my job is to work with both the level design team and the level art team to make sure that we can create a world that by itself is a, is a space that's enjoyable to be in, to, to, to explore and to adventure around, uh, and one that feels like it's authentic, realistic, uh, which we can then work with the Quest team to be able to build stories on top of uh, and have you build a, an adventure. And what, what's your history at Ubisoft before you uh, became World Director? So I joined Ubisoft in 2014. I joined the team here in Ubisoft Quebec uh, working on Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So for me, being from England, I was kind of stoked to be able to come and join the team and start building London, in Victorian London. Before that, I worked for Electronic Arts making worlds for Need for Speed for 10 years before that. Uh, and then after that, I joined the team with Assassin's Creed Odyssey working as World Director. Is Assassin's Creed Odyssey unique from previous Assassin's Creed games on a level design perspective? For the most part, it's an evolution uh, in terms of what you get to do in the world and as you travel around the world. Some of the things that make the, the world of Greece unique to other Assassin's Creed is its verticality. It's the most vertical Assassin's Creed we've ever made, so we've got some huge mountains you can go and explore. You can get right to the top of them and get some beautiful views across the whole of the world. Uh, and we're split 50-50 between land and ocean, so we get a great contrast between being able to climb the, the mountains but then being able to adventure on the open water as well. Um, and, and it's sheer scale. It's one of the biggest worlds we've ever created as well. So that was a, a challenge by itself. Yeah, how did you handle that challenge? Uh, with a lot of very talented and passionate people working on the team. So we've got a great team here in Quebec, but also a team in Singapore and a team in Bucharest. And together we worked uh, as one team united to be able to work together, creating a seamless world. Um, and it's a big challenge having such a big space, but we've got a, a great group of leads who are helping to work with that too. So those guys are responsible for their department. And then myself working in collaboration with Thierry Danstro, the art director, we're able to make sure we can keep a global view on everything that's going into the world. That's really interesting. And uh, you spoke about how it's a 50-50 world uh, between sea and land. Uh, how do you go about uh, building that and keeping uh, and building both those aspects of, uh, of a game? It's, uh, it's, a, it's an ongoing process. So the whole process starts off at the very, very beginning once we started working on Greece. Obviously, we go into the exploration phase where we start looking at what we want to build, which parts of the world are very interesting, uh, which parts are most historically necessary to create an ancient, authentic world. And obviously, Greece itself is renowned for its islands, so we wanted to make sure that we captured that in the world. And we knew that from early on that we wanted to bring naval back to Assassin's Creed, so we needed that space to be able to explore the world on our boat. Um, so what we did is we start creating maps uh, on paper. Um, we went out to visit, so we went to visit Greece. We went to some islands so we could get some of that favorite flavor and that feeling of, of how it feels to be in and around the Greek islands. 
and then start working on paper. We start building out which islands are interesting and which parts of the mainland are interesting and try to then create a space that fits both for the game but also fits for creating a, an authentic version of Greece. One thing that was important was to try and make sure we kept the, the footprint of Greece uh, fairly accurate so that people mm -hmm. can recognize it. So the shape of the Peloponnese, for example, was important for us to keep so you can spot it and see it from, from very early on. And then it's about making sure we can transition seamlessly from one place to another. It was very important that we could get on our boat pretty much anywhere and be able to adventure anywhere you can see. You can sail there. You can leave your boat anywhere you want. Jump the world off. is yours. Yeah, you can you can go on adventure anywhere you like. Uh, when you start the game from the very beginning, you can you can choose where you want to go. Uh, you're going to get your butt kicked in some locations, but at least you can go there. You yeah, that's can exciting. People, so that's, that was key. Was the space on the islands different from the mainland? There was a challenge involved with that, just the sheer scale that we wanted to try and reproduce. So we knew early on that, say, for example, Athens, we wanted to try and create a, a version of Athens that was representative of what people can see today. So going and seeing the Acropolis, for, it, for us it was important, that was authentic and accurate. So then when it came to the islands, just physically building those in a game world, we didn't have the same space that the islands have in real life. Mm -hmm. So it became a process then of, again, picking and choosing the parts of the islands that were most important and the parts that we wanted to recreate and then removing and trimming some of the landscape that was less necessary so that the the journey across the islands was was more fun and the islands actually create a great play space especially for questing because you've got a, a contained space quite often with a central mountain point so you get a great 360 degree place to explore uh, and get some great views from there too. You can have an overview before you dive in Absolutely, and uh, yeah. explore. That's awesome. And you mentioned that um, you get to choose where you go at the beginning of a game. Um, is there a particular like sequence or mission or location that you're really excited for uh, uh, players to try out? Oh, there's there's many. Um, this play well, we you know obviously I've played the game quite a lot as we've been playing through and testing it. So there's different parts that really jump out. I, I really like it when we start to discover some of the first civ elements that we've built into the world. There's some locations that I think uh, the players are going to find super interesting and the way that we've tied that into the story as well. But then to bring it back to the real world of Greece, the, the effort and intricacy that we've built with Athens, uh, the first time you walk into Athens and really you see the, the Acropolis for the first time as it was back in antiquity was something that we've spent a lot of time and effort mm -hmm. trying to recreate. So I think that's really going to resonate with people, uh, feeling the golden era of Greece. Uh, we've stepped away from the, the white and gold elements that people expect of Greece to some extent with the way it looks today and really tried to make sure we've got the colour and the vibrancy uh, that, that actually was historically as we found as we studied. And then uh, the life that we've built into Athens as well. So you get to wander around and see how people lived. You can see how people worked. You can see how people were selling things. Uh, the marble district, for example, you can see how a piece of marble gets transformed from its raw material through to finished painted statues and things. So that's a definite space that I think will, will, will excite people. But on the contrast to that, also the way we've built Sparta, mm -hmm. uh, we've, we've done the same process, making sure that you, you can explore it and feel it and see how people lived and the contrast between Sparta and Athens as well because they lived very different lifestyles and we wanted to represent that as you travel around the world. All right, so yeah, lots of contrast in the game. How does that? How is it working with so much contrast? Contrast was very important to us to make sure we created that in the world from the very beginning. It's important because it allows you to feel difference as you travel around the world. 
So we wanted to make sure that we build contrast into the world itself. So as you, not only from the people that you see, the animals that you see, but then also the biomes. So the world's separated into different biomes. And by that, what we mean is you're going to see different types of trees, different plants, different rocks, but also different weather. So there's a dynamic weather system in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So you can go from the sun-bleached skies on the beaches of the Paradise Biome, for example. And if you go out onto the ocean, then the waves will start to get uh, bigger and you'll, the, the clouds will roll in and the storm will start. You'll get thunder and lightning that will be striking so you get to see a very different feeling yeah and more dramatic it's dramatic and it's also it's what we experienced when we went there too so when we, when we visited we saw thunderstorms we were in them but we also had the beautiful sunshine and we wanted to make sure that we we gave that feeling to people when they were exploring greece for themselves and how does it feel to uh, actually go visit uh, Greece and then you come back to the studio, you come back to Quebec City uh, and you're suddenly building that world again in your computer? Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a great experience. It's something that I'm extremely passionate about in building worlds. Uh, particularly with Greece, it was actually uh, a scare, almost a scary process because when we, we were researching Greece here in Quebec before we went, uh, and I'd been to visit Greece as a, as a teenager. I'd, I'd go there on vacation, mainly to the islands. And then going and seeing the Peloponnese, for example, and seeing how mountainous the area is. Greece is actually made up of about 80% mountains, which was not something that I'd experienced before. Yeah. And then trying to figure out how we're going to build that. There was, a, there was an element of, wow, like this is going to be a challenge a to build daunting, that. Yeah. A little bit, yeah, to build that scale and to build that feeling, to make sure we could represent it and do it justice to how beautiful it is and how, how epic it is. Um, but then that became a challenge that we, we took head on. So we then started working with the different teams to make sure that we could start to build those mountains and start to build those layouts and, and make it feel like it was somewhere we wanted to, to adventure. And then figure out how we were going to make that so it was a playable space because it was very important to make sure that while the world was going to be huge, uh, it never I never wanted it to be fatiguing. So it, being able to travel from point to point needed to be fun. It needed to be something that you wanted to do. Um, so we, we wanted to make sure that we used the mountains in the right way so they create division between different regions, which is actually then taps into how historically the Greeks would set themselves up. So they were they were separated into city-states. Mm -hmm. Our world is split into different regions. And they would actually use the natural landscape as part of their own natural barriers. So we've kind of tried to tap into that with the way mountains are placed in the world. They're based on them data, actual topological data of Greece, but then they we use them to separate the world in a, in a logical fashion. Could you tell us a little bit more? You said um, that you want to make the world so authentic and also more playable. Can you tell us a bit about how you go about making the world more playable? So the world, they, 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 the goal from the beginning was to make sure that the world was fully playable. You could go everywhere. If you can see it, you can go there. So there was a challenge there with making sure with the verticality especially. So nav navigation, being able to get up to the top of mountains, make sure that the horse can do that. There was different challenges there to make sure that things could, could work and function with those different heights. Uh, but it was very important to make sure that from a player player perspective we wanted you to be able to go and climb those mountains and be able to see the world from high up and try and get yourself closer to the gods which was very much a, in Greek philosophy was mm -hmm. they felt that being up high was close to the gods so that's why they built a lot of their cities and villages on uh, on the kind of the, the promontories of, of different parts of the landscape um, so yeah there was challenges there for sure making sure that we could get the player up to those heights and get them down quickly there's some pretty cool zip lines in the game you can take yes. that allow you to get <laughs> down from lines. high up um, which you know they're, they're there to be a little bit of fun we know that they did use kind of ropes and things like that when they were doing construction so we've played with that a little bit to, to allow the player to be able to get around a bit more quickly it really goes along with what you were saying about this game being very vertical 
And could you tell us a little bit more uh, about the historical elements of the time? Like, was is there anything that you're really excited to uh, that you were very excited to incorporate for uh, players uh, to experience while in the game? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of history in this time period, and and I went back to school too. So when we started working with the historian, I started to go back and learn study, about Greek yeah. history and study, yeah. and and start to think, oh wow, that was then, and this was in this time period. So there's some pretty epic battles that took place. The Battle of Pylos, uh, which we we were able to build Pylos and and represent that in the game uh, the Battle of Thermopylae which uh, which took place as well we, we, we studied that and made sure that we could recreate elements of that landscape where that took place um, that was super cool and then just the different locations the Olympics the Olympics was was founded in this time period so we were able to go back to Olympia and take a look at it and then uh, kind of deconstruct what is there today because one of the challenges that we had was that when we went to visit Greece a lot of what we were seeing wasn't necessarily from our time period so we had to do the detective work working with the historian to to pull out the the, the contemporary buildings for our time period again to try and make sure that we built something that was authentic and correct mm -hmm. for that time period so going to Olympia is pretty cool you get to see all the banners there's the Olympic tree there's the Temple of Zeus with the huge statue in it that was made by Phidias which is pretty cool to have been able to represent and recreate in our version of Greece. How do uh, all these historical elements, like the battles, Olympics, um, impact the direction you take as a level designer or as a world director overseeing that process? So there's a there's a process that we go through to make sure we can incorporate all the different types of gameplay. So building the world, the foundation of the world, the goal was to try and make something that felt very natural, felt very authentic, incredible, and felt like a world that could live by itself without you being in it and without other things taking place. So that was the, the, the mindset from the beginning, was to create a terrain and create uh, the villages and the cities of ancient Greece and make them in a way where they felt believable. So you could just walk through them and feel them and see things happening, see people working um, without having to interact with it in any way whatsoever. Then we work directly with the different gameplay teams. So we work with the quest team or we work with the big battle team, for example, to then create the spaces that are necessary for the different things that are going on. So some different quests require different spaces or they require interiors or caves or things like that. So we work directly with the quest team to incorporate those and make sure that the spaces are there, mm -hmm. that everything supports what's going on narratively. But the world itself needs to still feel like it's alive. It was very important for us to make sure there's a history to the world, even beyond the history that we're trying to show. So we're taking you to 431 BC, but there's elements of ruins and things in the game that go through the Mycenaean period and the Minoan period, which is the history that the Greeks of our time were aware of, so they knew that there were people that came before them, and we wanted to represent that. And then there's the mythical layer that sits on top of that, so the, the Greeks believed in their mythology. For them, it was very, very real. So we wanted to make sure that we, we used that in the world to, to give some of the stories that people will have, would have had in that time period to the player as they explore the world as well. And how was it to incorporate the mythology aspect in the game? Uh, it, was a, it was a challenge because we want to make sure that we make everything that's credible as well as adding that mythological layer. So for the Greeks, a lot of the time they lived within their city-states and they very rarely left. Um, so the people that did leave, they were adventurers, they were kind of crazy people, but they'd come back with stories. And because there were so many people that hadn't left, the stories that they brought back would always probably be more elaborate. They, they, they went and caught a fish and it was this big, it was huge. Yeah. And they'd come, back with those, yeah, they'd come back with those same stories. So that's where the stories of the different legendary animals, for example, would come from, where someone would say they fought against a lion and it was 10 feet tall or a, a huge bear or something. And that's something that we wanted to tap into and bring into the world. And then there's 
there's the element of the giants and the gods and all those things which was their history. And the way we've incorporated that into the world is to make it in a way where it sits within the world in a way where it do, we're not saying that it was something that was real, but it was something that could have been interpreted in a specific way so that the people that did see it would have come back with those stories when they came back to the city-states. So the player gets to discover those things in the same way. Yeah, so you play a lot with interpretation and uh, this is going to help build the experience for players. Yep. To finish, is there one thing in particular that you're really excited for players uh, to try out, one new feature, anything in the level design that you can't wait for them to see that was... Uh, that changed compared to previous Assassin's Creed games? I think when people get themselves into their first conquest battle, they're going to be blown away by that. I think it's uh, it's not something that's super complex from a level design point of view. Obviously, from a world perspective, we've made these spaces different for the, for the battles to take place. But when you get into this space where you're surrounded by 300 people, you get to choose who you fight for, uh, and you get to then participate in that battle. You get to fight against different mercenaries inside that battle. It's something that's never been done in Assassin's Creed before, and playing it is a lot of fun. How does it feel for you to do that when you're, like, how does it feel for you to play it? Uh... Oh, for me still, I've been playing it for months and months and I still love doing it. You get in there and you, you, you decide which abilities you want to take. You give yourself the weapons that are the most destructive and you can just go around and bash people. And rampage. You, you rampage through there. You try and get the <laughs> biggest hit count you can get on people. Make sure you hit the right people and then you want to take down the, the boss at the end so that you can win that battle for, for the team that you pick. <laughs> That's so fun. You can either go from like, just walking around in a village, observing the life around you, Absolutely, yeah. Or you can take it to war. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the great thing is the each region has its own leader and each region has uh, its own resources. So you go, you have the choice to be able to interact with the world and push that region into battle if you want to. So there's not the oh, game. So you can be an instigator as well. Oh, okay. absolutely. The game doesn't tell you that there's a big battle happening that you have to go to. It it happens. Uh, regions do fall into battle with each other but if you decide that you want to push this region into war that's your decision your option and you can instigate that you can even go as far as you can push a region into war and then side with the other team so you well, can that's going to be a stress reliever i'll have to try out or you're you're a mercenary in this world and you just do what you want to do that's so awesome um do you have any other final thoughts for us to like share with uh, our community uh, absolutely. I mean, for the community, I've been seeing a lot of people building their cosplays so far, especially on the run-up to Gamescom, and I think they're absolutely incredible. Uh, inspiration. I, I want to thank people that have spent the time and the effort for, for doing that. Seeing some of the Alexioses and Cassandras out there has been absolutely amazing, uh, and I can't wait to see more. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Let us know what you think on Twitter and official forums. Stay tuned for our next episodes. À bientôt.